listener, welcome to Markcast, Season 1, Episode 4. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about my interest in triathlon, how I got started in triathlon, and the events that I've got planned this summer. Um, before we get into that, though, I just wanted to um, say thank you to all those of you who've listened to my last couple of episodes on the podcast. Um, I got the analytics data back from my um, hosts, and um, I found I've actually got listeners um, as far away as the US on the uh, West Coast in California. So um, thank you to you, whoever you are. Thank you very much for that. It's always nice to sort of reach across the other side of the world. Um, I wasn't really trying to do that. Um, as well as um, those listeners who are a little bit closer to home and um, probably know me personally and have tuned in to um, see what, what, I've, what I've been up to. So talking about um, triathlon today and how I got started in it, it's a bit of a, um, so it's, it's a, bit of a story, but it's, it's not terribly complicated. So I used to um, run um, when, I, when I was younger. Um, so when I was in my teens and in my early 20s, um, I was always into running. Um, and then in the sort of, I suppose, when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, uh, marathons were my thing. And I ran the London Marathon in 2002. I ran it in 2001. And I ran it in 2000. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so sorry. I ran it in 2000, 2001 and 2002. And in the 2002 race, I hit uh, two hours 46, which I was pretty impressed with. Um, and then I took a week off from training. And that week off um, lasted about 15 years, to be fair. Um, what with careers, kids coming along, marriage and, and all, all of the things that go with that. Running took a bit of a back seat or total back, back seat. And I found myself um, at the age of 40, 42, I'd turned into, um, yeah, your typical, I suppose, middle-aged, overweight, under-exercised, over-drinking, typical Western citizen, I suppose. Um, And it was a holiday at Centre Parks with the the family and the kids um, taking pictures on, on GoPros of me. Um, in the water and I just looked absolutely terrible I had uh, wobbly places where no man should have no should shouldn't have wobbly uh, places um, I had a pretty um, Im- impressive beer belly growing um, and so I decided to do something about it um, and I thought I'd start running again and um, so I started running again thinking that it would be easy and I'd be able to rekindle my youth and past experiences and just be able to pick up where I'd left off. Um, put my first run, put pay to that idea because I think I would try to run two miles. I couldn't run the whole two miles. I had to walk it. And when I got back home, I think it took me about half an hour to actually get over it. Um, and it, it was horrific. Um, running has always, you know, I suppose when I was younger, running was always easy. It was just something I was naturally quite good at and really enjoyed. Um, and then at the age of then 42 trying to get back into it it was horrible and so I can completely appreciate how those new to running find it because it's not easy when you first start um, and particularly if you come um, to it later in life or you return to it later in life that is a a challenge Um, but I kept I kept going and I kept getting out there and I kept I kept trying and eventually I could run the whole two miles then I could run three miles then I could run four miles and five miles 
Um, and before I knew it, I'd been running for maybe a month and a half, and then it dawned on me I hadn't taken a day off. Um, and so the injury wasn't really a surprise. So I had some significant problems with my hip flexors um, that stopped me from, from running. And it was, it was ironic, really, because I got a new pair of running shoes for that Christmas and I didn't actually get to wear them until the end of January, start of February, because it's just too painful to run. So what happened was, during that period where I'd returned to, to running, um, had been over-eager, being a bit silly, or completely silly with it, forgetting to have the rest days, um, I'd worked myself into a situation where I'd injured myself with an overuse injury, um, and then what happened was I thought, well, I need to keep my fitness going, because... I'd lost a, a lot of weight. Um, I think I'd lost nearly, I think well, at that point, I think I'd lost uh, two and a half, three stones um, from, from where I was. So I was really pleased with that. And this was without a significant change in diet at all. Um, so this is just just just, just running. Um, so I thought, well, I'm going to need to keep the, the fitness going. And so I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll go for a ride on a bike. And this wasn't a, a road bike at all. This was what I can loosely describe as granddad's allotment bike. It was basically a bike that was one of those um, sort of like a yeah a typical commute, commuter bike. Um, there was no way you could get aero on it or go on the drops or uh, <laughs> get any real meaningful power out of it. But I rode it for, for sort of 20k every, every day um, just to keep my fitness levels up. And then I thought to myself, well, I used to swim as a kid. Um, why not put in a couple of swimming sessions every every week? And that's what I did. I went went down the pool, um, started swimming 2K, 2.5K. Um, quite in, enjoyed it, albeit it, it was slow, but I really enjoyed that before work. Getting in the pool about six, um, putting in a session, and then getting into the classroom um, for about half seven, quarter, quarter to eight. Um, and then it sort of dawned on me, well, why don't you do the local triathlon? And so my injury at running from, from running um, healed. I was able to get back out running again, and I had no idea about how to um, how to prepare for a, a, a triathlon. So I did the the typical thing. I just did two sessions of each um, every, every week: two swims, two rides, two runs. And I did one um, one session each day, and I had one day a week off because I wasn't going to make that mistake again of not having a rest day, so my body could could recover from the training. And I entered the local triathlon. Uh, a place called Fritton Lake, um, and it was a sprint distance event. So that's a 750-meter swim, 20K bike, and then a 5K run at the end. Um, I got myself a cheap wetsuit because I know it is an open water swim, and that didn't really phase me, but the idea of um, getting out of a wetsuit after a swim and then getting on a bike, for that, that was a bit problematic. But the idea of swimming in open water didn't bother me. And I did buy a road bike and I think I spent the grand total of 250 quid on a road bike from Halfords um, and I've still got the bike actually it still sits in my uh, garage I'm not getting rid of it just because of the uh, sort of um, the, the memories that the bike gives me of that first try and I entered the event and I didn't do anything particularly amazing, but I just remember on the bike leg just being able to pass people on really expensive looking bikes. I had no idea at that time what, what they were um, on my um, aluminium 
uh, £250 bike that I got from the local Halfords. And I really I really enjoyed the event. Um, I think looking back on it and the results, I finished uh, third in my age group. Um, I didn't really understand what the age group thing was, how, how, it, how it worked. Um, all I know is that I was now a triathlete and I had a pretty good go. Um, and so then I entered the next one, which was um, a, a shorter, no, it wasn't, sorry, it was, it was an Olympic. It was an Olympic up in North Norfolk. I entered that race. By that time, I'd upgraded my bike um, to a, a giant Propel, um, not, not a TT bike, another, another road bike. And I've still got that bike as well. Um, and that was an Olympic distance event. So that was a mile swim um, inside Wells Harbour. Uh, then a 40k bike and a 10k run. The 10k runs interesting on that on that course because um, most of it is on the beach, um, and that's, that's pretty that's pretty tough um, at the end of a, at the end of an Olympic distance. Um, I really in, enjoyed that one, um, and so my love of tran of um, triathlon was born. Um, so after um, numerous Olympic events in 2019, I decided to enter a half distance or a half Ironman distance, which was 1900 meter swim, the um, 80K or sorry, 90K bike, 56 mile bike, and then a half marathon at, at the end. And this was at, um, it was the Outlaw Half at Holcomb, again up in North Norfolk. And I just found myself during that event, absolutely loving it. And I won the age group. And I won the age group in 4.36, which was a complete surprise to me. Um, as I just thought, well, there's no way I'm going to win an age group here um, in, or win a category in my first half half distance. And I did. And so that that, that was that. And the half distance is, is one that I've really enjoyed. But then in 2021, I took that up to the full distance. So I entered the Outlaw Nottingham. And the Outlaw Nottingham is the Iron Distance um, event, or the Iron, yeah, the Iron Distance event. Um, so it's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles on the bike, and then the full marathon run of 26 miles at the end of it, which sounds horrific, and I'll get onto that in, in, in a moment. Um, but the it's not the it's not an Ironman branded event. It's the Ironman, the same Ironman distance. And what I found out about, about triathlon, it's a bit like this, that there are all of these full distance or long distance triathlons, and they've all got different brands. It's a bit it's a bit like trainers. You get some Nike trainers, you get Adidas trainers, ASICs trainers. They're all built based around a theme. They've just got different brand names. And it's the same with a long distance triathlon. There's the Ironman, which everyone calls it the Ironman, but then there's the Ironman brand that goes with those races. And um, then there's companies like Outlaw who put on brilliant events. And I really, really enjoyed my, my first long distance with them. And there are others as, as well. I've um, completed the Midnight Man, which happens down in um, Dartford as well. And there are loads of others across um, the, the UK and around the world as well. And they're all based around this standard Ironman long distance triathlon distance, um, which is the 24 mile swim, the 112 mile bike, and then the 26 mile marathon run at the end of it. So I did my first one of these in 2021, and this was the Outlaw Nottingham. 
I can honestly say it was horrific. The swim was fine. The bike, well, the bike took me just, I think it was just over five hours, something like five hours and six seconds or, or, or whatever. And then the run, the run was just a death march. And looking back now, I know what I didn't do. I didn't prepare for it um, properly. But um, I'll get on. I'll get into that in a later episode. What I did find was that it is just a case with me that if something doesn't go well, I will just have to go back and do it better. So when I finished the Outlaw in 2021, my time was 10 hours and 19 minutes, which is, is okay. But I just feel that for the amount of effort that I put into the prep for the event, that I hadn't actually completed it that well. And I suppose this is a bit, this is it with me, that I just have this idea that you can always improve and you can always do better. Um, and what I found was, I honestly don't think I prepared on the bike as well as I should have done. I'm looking at the distance now and knowing what I know about the event, the bike has to be your main focus. So if you are preparing for um, a, a, an Ironman or even a, a half Ironman, focus on the bike. Make sure your bike is strong. Um, the bike does improve running. Um, I actually only train twice a week at the moment um, running, and that may, that may increase to three times a week. But I recently, as I said in, in, a, a, in the last episode, I ran um, 119 for a half marathon off of two sessions of running a week. Um, whereas if I was just a runner, I'd have to be putting in um, a good solid six days worth of training, I think, to, to, to be able to deliver times like that for, for, for myself. What I can say is the amount of work that I'm putting in on the bike has improved my cardiovascular fitness, which obviously improves your, your run, run, run fitness. Um, that's not, not to say that you should neglect running um, at all. The sessions that I put in, um, or one of them particularly, is always um, a, tempo, a tempo workout. I call it Tempo Tuesday. And the sessions I put in are typically sort of 8 by one k 10 by one k 4 by 2 k 3 by 3 k 2 by 5 k um, those, those sorts of efforts at, at a really good intensity. Um, with minimal re recoveries. So that helps my, my, my run. But going back to what I learned, I always think that you should look back at your past performances and see what you can improve. And it should be one about, you should always have an ethos of wanting to do better next time. And I think as athletes, we, we do that fairly, fairly well. But when I look back and reflected on that, I thought my bike was not as strong as it should have been. And what happened was when I got off and started to run the marathon, um, after about, I think, 10 miles, my legs were just done. Um, and then it turned into the, the horrible death march to the, to the finish, which was running, um, well, I say running, mostly walking with episodes of running, certainly for um, 15 miles to the um, finish, which, which was horrific and painful and horrible. Um, and I crossed the line and I did think to myself, this, this event's just too much. Uh, I can't, I can't do it again. Um, but yeah, by the time 
10 minutes has passed, you think, how am I going to sign up for, for, the, for the next one? So in terms of the attraction of racing an event like this, I think it's the just the size of it. I mean, it is, when you think about it, completely mental. But you're going to swim two and a half miles, and then you're going to get off and ride or get out of the water, um, strip off your wetsuit, straight onto a 112-mile cycle ride. And then as soon as you've racked your bike, you get into a pair of trainers and you go and run a marathon. And I remember at Outlaw um, in last year in 2021, <laughs> I was in transition putting on, on my trainers and I looked at the marshal and I just said, oh, I do not want to run a marathon right now. <laughs> she just looked at me and laughed and said, remember, you've paid for this. And I thought, yeah, actually, you're quite right. And these things aren't, aren't, aren't cheap. I mean, Outlaw is fairly competitively priced. I mean, it just comes in at just over 300 quid. Um, but yeah, you can spend um, certainly five, six hundred pounds um, to enter um, some, some, some of these events. So make sure that if you're going to spend that, that money, you absolutely do get prepared for it. So for me, I think the attraction is always one of, of self-improvement. But it's just that it's a bit like the, Ever the Everest syndrome. Why do people climb Mount Everest? Well, it's because it's there. And I suppose that's the reason that I'm interested in, in long distance triathlon, because it's there. So in terms of preparing for an event like this, um, the demands are varied. Um, obviously, your time. Certainly expect to spend a minimum of 10 to 12 hours um, each and every week for about 23 weeks preparing for these events. Um, but if you, if you, if you want to get... Um, better and better you need to increase the amount of time that you're putting into them and there are some age groupers so these are non-pros these are people with regular jobs families and all of the domestic demands that go with it who will put in sort of 20 25 hours a week in, into these events in terms of training and that's a huge commitment um, and I can I can I can tell you that it does put strain on family life it does put a strain on um, your relationship with your partner and it will certainly put an unexpected strain on your washing machine because all that training kit has to be cleaned and ready for the next session. And absolutely, the one thing that does increase is your laundry, the amount of laundry that you have to, um, that you have to complete. I suppose um, some of you will be lucky enough to have someone who's able to do that laundry for you. But in other, other cases, it's going to be you. But certainly, um, there's the, the practicalities of it. Um, typically, my day starts about 5 a.m., um, get a session in, get to work, and certainly the, the, the job that I'm in, I'm in at work um, half seven, quarter to eight every day. I'll typically work through till about five, half past five, and then I'll need to have a training session after work. Um, particularly if I'm heading to the pool, I'll try and fit my swim in in the winter in the pool around the um, limited swim timetable that I've got at my local um, swimming pool or I've got to get a, a run in and certainly in the winter when when you're still still training quite hard albeit without a race focus you're doing maintenance work um, it's cold it's dark it's windy certainly in the UK in the winter months it's pretty miserable but what I would say is it probably adds a little bit of grit and determination into your character as well so it's, it's, it's worth doing but the, um, the time commitments are um, are in, intense. Um, my weekends, typically, it's at the moment, it's long run Saturday, and then it's um, big bike on a Sunday. Um, so on the, at the moment, for, for me personally, 
I suppose my weekends, um, spending maybe six hours spread across two days. Um, that's going to increase in a couple of weeks. And certainly I've got sessions on a Sunday, which are going to last uh, six, maybe seven hours, depending on the speed that I complete them. Um, but they are, they are the um, demands of um, long distance triathlon. So if you if you're not involved in long distance triathlon at the moment and are thinking about it, just go into it with your eyes open that you are going to have to put in um, 20 to 23 weeks or thereabouts of quite difficult training in terms of convincing maybe your partner and your family or you may, maybe even your boss um, that you're going to need to dedicate this time to this event um, in order to complete it successfully. So just in summary there, my real sort of motivation for getting involved in it in the first place was, well, I was fat, I started running, lost some weight, got injured running, and then as soon as I swung my leg over the bicycle and dipped into the pool, that sowed a seed in my head, let's um, see if we can do a triathlon. Did the triathlon, really enjoyed it, and uh, it sort of uh, grew from, from there. Um the other one, of course, what people don't speak about too often is the cost. The cost of triathlon, it is an expensive sport. There's no there's no getting away from it. Um, the events themselves are pretty expensive to enter. As I said, you know, spending sort of between three and six hundred pounds for a long distance triathlon is about about right. Um, the shorter events are cheaper, sort of maybe between seventy and a hundred pounds for an Olympic distance. But then there's all the all the kit, wetsuits, tri suits, trainers. Um, you'll eat running shoes because um, all those runs that you'll do will eventually crush your running shoes, and you'll need to re replace them. Tires for your bike, the bike itself. I mean, I, I told you that my first bike cost uh, two hundred and fifty pounds. I've got pedals now that cost two hundred and fifty pounds um, on bikes that cost more than my car. Which is um, which is is reality. So you need to bear these bear this in, in mind. Now you don't necessarily have to go out and spend a fortune on a, on a bike, but if you're going to compete well, you want the best vehicle that you can get for your money. And that's not to say that you can't complete um, an Ironman on less expensive equipment. I'm I'm pretty sure you can, but you're not going to be in great shape um, for a run for the for the marathon run if you're coming off a bike that doesn't fit you properly, is not designed for the discipline and just doesn't allow you to work as efficiently as possible. Um, it can it can be done. It's just a case of whether you whether you want to um, or how much you want to commit to to, to, the, to the sport. But my um, advice to, for people would be try a shorter distance triathlon um, before you think about Ironman, because if you just go straight to Ironman or that that distance, um, yeah, it's that would be one heck of a step from wherever you are right now. If you want any, any, any advice or you want to ask me questions at all, um, you can find me on mark.thompson.try on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Strava as well, and you can drop me a message through there. If there's anything that you'd like to know, any questions that you've got or anything you want me to answer in the podcast, please do just ask away. Thanks ever so much for listening. I hope some of you have at least found a little bit of useful information in my um, ramblings and I'll catch up with you all again next week. Thanks ever so much. Bye-bye.